Have a good week. Here's hello, Nick. hello, and welcome to Jazz of the World. Thank you, Zoe, Katie, and Paloma. Oh, we got to take the CD out. Um, hello, it's three o'clock, uh, which means it is a special time. Um, I got both mics on. Oh my God, we're crowding all in here. Hello, hello. Um, okay, we're fitting in. We're fitting in because this is a big week. This is a big week. Um, all right. So hello, welcome. My name is Nicholas Clore. Uh, this is three. It is three o'clock now here in Gambier, Ohio. It's a nice sunny little day here. You are currently listening to WKCO ninety one point nine, broadcasting live from Gambier, Ohio. Uh, and the episode today, I have a, It's been on my mind for a while, actually. But um, it's one that I thought we would actually be able to prepare for it better. Uh, and well, we got up to. You know, this equipment didn't work. Uh, and so we're adapting and we're figuring it all out. Uh, I have lots of lots of friends, beautiful, 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 wonderful friends here in the booth with us today. We have two Ella's and one Aaron. Uh, I'd like before we all get started for everyone to uh, say hello. Uh, this is Ella one. Hello. Hi, everyone. Ella from L.A. Ella Olson Richmond here. Um, this is exciting for us because we're going to Paris together. Uh, and so we're going to listen to some French jazz and here and there. Uh, and Ella is pretty fluent in French, and so is going to help me out with a bunch of the pronunciations, uh, and we're going to chill. Uh, we also have one member of the Mather 215, one uh, Aaron Davidson here. Aaron? What's up? What's up, guys? We just saw him uh, walking by about two minutes ago and screamed at him and told him to come inside, so he's been roped yeah. into this. I almost got tackled, actually. I didn't really tackle you. I think it was more of like a, a push from behind. Close. I would say it was pretty But close. it was not to the ground, and no, it was very. It was filled with love. Yeah. It was filled with love. And then last but certainly not least, we have one more Ella. Hey, people. Um, Ella and Ella and Aaron have no relation to French jazz, but they're here <laughs> for the vibes and for the adventures. And so I'm going to kick this off with a little bit. This is what I wanted to play before we said anything, but uh, because, you know, we were kind of switching booths, um, didn't really have that opportunity. So here's Louis Armstrong learning to sing a French song. Here it is. Dans ce petit café Ah, dans ce petit café Dansez jusqu'au matin Ah, c'est de condamnation C'est mon désir C'est mon désir Ah, wait a minute Now get ready Da, la, 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 la Where is that? Et boire du champagne. Ah, what is your champagne? Go on in. Plonger dans vos beaux yeux. So <laughs> there it is. That is uh, Louis Armstrong uh, singing. And I, I wanted to play that first. He that's uh, him singing. That's my desire, which is you know kind of a just a pretty popular like tune. Uh, and I wanted to play that kind of to show and put in, in context, like, French and jazz. Because I think it is really kind of interesting and unique. Um, you know, I've done a lot of countries and their relationships with jazz and how it kind of interacts with their culture. But uh, France is very unique in that um, it's been almost transformed into a larger part of their cultural identity than anywhere else I've seen before, except, you know, save for maybe Japan in the 1970s and 80s. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. Um, and that really comes from, you know, s stuff that happened during World War II, which we're going to talk about. But the first tune that I want to play uh, is not a tune by a French jazzer, but rather um, the American James Reese Europe. Uh, he was a uh, commander for the military band uh, during World War One, the Harlem Hellfighters, which you might have heard of. Uh, and they were incredibly popular, um, you know, in bringing back, um, kind of bringing swing and ragtime feels to like marches, uh, which was kind of the big thing that they did. And so they were the first people who kind of brought jazz to Europe and it's kind of ironic, James Reese Europe. I mean, he was an African-American. Uh, later in life, he worked with the um, Married Castles. Um, so he actually um, became the band leader for this white couple who's incredibly popular doing waltzes. Um, but this is one of their tunes. This is one of his tunes that he um, played, uh, you know, in France and other parts of Europe called the Missouri Blues in 1919. 
Um, and this is kind of the, the start of jazz in France. And I'm just going to play a little bit of it. I'm not going to play the whole tune because, you know, it's not that important. But, but James Reese Europe, you know, he's really a big figure in kind of bringing jazz to Europe, believe it or not. And I think the last name is really funny. So here's the tune. So that's kind of a gist of it. Um, that is early jazz in France. How do you feel about that, Ella? Uh, I'm a big fan. You can definitely hear a lot of like the really early 20s jazz vibes uh, that you get in a lot of those like 20s big and swing bands, um, which is, you know, and when you listen to later French jazz, you can really hear those influences, which is cool. Yeah. What do you say, Ella? <laughs> Fire. Any thoughts, Aaron? Um, not really. It was just, it was, <laughs> it was just really old, nice. old jazz. Was jazzy, yeah. yeah, it was jazzy. Um, so that's 1919. And again, you have Sam Wooding coming to tour France. I mean, come on, the guy's everywhere. You know, he's everywhere. He, you know, Denmark, we talked about him in, in, in the Danish jazz episode. We talked a, a lot about him in the Russian jazz episode. He tours France. Um, and swing starts to, to grow popular throughout the 20s. Um, I mean, you know, France is still kind of dealing with the effects of World War One, um, but, um, you know, kind of now um, moving into almost the colonial side of things, uh, what becomes incredibly popular is um, this um, style of, of kind of, it's almost um, very Creolian-inspired, French Creole, um, almost Caribbean, uh, called Biggin, 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 Biggin. Um, it's this very much like, um, kind of like fusing of African Caribbean rhythms with like French ballroom jazz. And it's really kind of interesting, um, the stuff that, that comes out of it. And so this is kind of the start of like a unique French cultural, um, jazz thing. Um, and so you have people like Alexandra Stelio and Sam Castadet, um, be kind of, kind of, uh, leaving, you know, the uh, original islands of like uh, Saint Pierre and and coming back to France to to play their music and so this is kind of what what that is uh, this is conversation by Alexandra Stelilio.
So there it is, uh, the conversation by Alexandra Stelio, um, kind of the Alexandra. How do you? How, what would you say? Alexandre. Alexandre. Um, and so that that is in the kind of the 1920s, the kind of popular popular music. But um, things start to change really um, in the 1930s um, with uh, the creation of the Quintet du Hot Club. De France. Hot, hot club. How would you pronounce? Hot club. Hot club. Oui. Um, <laughs> and so the hot, cl- the hot club du France. Hot club du France. Yeah, things get things get pretty hot in France in the thirties. <laughs> things start happening. <laughs> things start happening, and especially that, in the last couple of years. Oh, easily. 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 Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, but in the 1930s is uh, the, the creation of the Hot Club Quintet, which is kind of the first all-French jazz band really pioneered by uh, Django Reinhardt and Stefani Grappelli? Grappelli? Uh, Stéphane. Stéphane? Where is it? Stéphane. Oh, Stéphane Grappelli. Um, who's the, the violinist for the, uh, Django Reinhardt's quartet. And so uh, Django Reinhardt um, kind of creates this new um, style of jazz. Um, depending on who you ask, they either call it gypsy jazz, which has a lot of kind of negative connotations to it, or uh, jazz manouche, um, which is kind of this style of, of jazz that is very distinctive. Um, you know, it's kind of the first time the guitar is at the forefront of jazz. Uh, you have like all of these string instruments, kind of little if no amplification. Uh, you know, it's just a quartet with pretty much just string instruments. Um, and so I want to play uh, one of his um, tunes, one of his early tunes called um, Swing from Paris. Uh, and um, I mean, these guys are the real deal. These guys are the most popping. You know, it's the most hot stuff going on in France at this time. And so um, this is Swing from Paris um, by Django Reinhardt. So that was Swing from Paris by uh, Django Reinhardt um, and the Quintet du Hot uh, de France. Um, and so uh, they started performing together in 1934. Uh, and he, you know, went on to become, you know, probably one of the most influential, if not, oh, I wouldn't say he's the most influential jazz guitarist, but he's definitely he's up, there. up there, you know. One Freddie the Green, most, Les Montgomery. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, one of them for sure. And he's super, you know, pretty like th- this was his style, Jazz Manouche. Uh, and, you know, he went on to play with Coleman Hawkins, Benny Carter, Duke Ellington. Uh, and he sadly died of a, of a stroke, um, you know, only when he was 43. But, you know, he, he put out a lot, a lot, a lot of music at the, at the time. And so uh, also happening at the same time um, brings me to my next segue which I really wanted to talk about, which was the insane amount of French jazz that the Library of Chalmers has. So my original goal was to check out all of the CDs and then listen to them. Uh, but turns out that none of the CD players in WKCO work, uh, except for the one in the booth, which means you can only listen to it if you're playing it live. So... <laughs> uh, I wasn't able to listen to a bunch of the CDs, but I, I knew a, a couple of the songs. And so one of the songs that I'm going to play, which and I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of nervous to figure out this CD player. I haven't, I haven't used it before, um, is uh, one that um, uh, Louis Armstrong put out also in 1934, the same year um, from his uh, one of his records. Um, just one of his, you know, 45s that he put out. But this song kind of became incredibly strong, popular was uh, Louis Armstrong's On the Sunny Side of the Street. Um, this kind of was one of the big hits in, in France at the time. Uh, and so I want to play it. Um, and so sorry if I mess up any of the uh, things. But this is Louis Armstrong et Son Orchestra. Um, how would you pronounce that? Louis Armstrong. Et Son Orchestra. It's Louis Armstrong and his orchestra. Yeah. And so. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, but but this this group had um, a, a couple of French musicians um, in it, and he played this, you know, at um, at a bunch of the French clubs that he was kind of touring at. Uh, and so here I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. Let's see. I'm gonna load. I'm loading the CD. Okay. This is this is gonna be. This You're coming on this adventure with. You're us. coming on this adventure. Uh, I hope it's CD. I'm playing. How do I play track? Okay, and then it's track five. Track two, track three, track five. Okay, all right. Here, here, here. I think, um, I think this is it. Uh, enjoy uh, Louis Armstrong and, and his orchestras on the sunny side of the street, recorded in Paris in 1934. This is the popular music of the time, and you know, really, kind of what's inspiring Django Reinhardt, um, and um, you know, what's what's keeping French 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 jazz at the forefront of people's minds. So here's the tune. Grab your coat, grab your hat, baby. Leave your worries on the doorstep. Just direct your feet on the sunny side of the street. Can't you hear that bit of bad thing? The happy tune is your stand. Life can be so sweet on sunny side of the street. I used to walk in the shed. With those blues on parade, but I'm not afraid, baby. My rover crossed over. If I never ever said that, I'll be rich as Rocky Bellow. With gold dust at my feet. On the sunny side Grab your coat Grab your hat Leave your worries On the doorstep, baby Just direct your feet On the sunny side Of the street Faces of the Can't you hear that bit of band Life can be so sweet, oh baby, baby, baby. I used to walk in the shade 
baby with those dissolved friends. Oh, but I'm not afraid, baby. like that for a while um but yeah that's a great tune uh and that is kind of what is what is big at the time um and it's kind of you know the the style is so much kind of smoother and calmer than a lot of kind of big band swing that you get at the time what's so funny oh aaron is such a silly guy um (laughs) he's playing with pins over there um but the the style is is so much um you know, smoother than kind of like the kind of hotter like Chicago or Ellington jungle style swing, um, you know, and, and, it, and it is quite different. Um, and so that's that is that uh, any 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 feelings so far about French jazz, you guys? It's pretty OK. It's pretty OK. Yeah. Oh, you wait, the microphone wasn't <laughs> on. Say it again. It's OK. Wow. Yikes. We got a hater here. It gets crazy, though. Get it gets, pretty, it gets crazy. pretty crazy. What about you, Aaron? Um, I mean, I'm really liking it so far. It's pretty, it's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I personally think that it's nice and it's calmer by like the other stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> We're killing it, guys. We're killing it on the commentary here. You know, really, honestly, <laughs> great stuff coming from all of us. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> thank you to those of you who are listening. If anyone is is listening at this point, I hope I hope people still listen. Shout out Ella Dimac. Shout out Ella Dimac. Shout out Ella um, Dimac. If you are listening, shout out, wait, shout out shout out Liv too. Shout she's out Liv Shout out Liv. Is your dad is Jason listening? Um, you send it to Jason. Jason's probably in a meeting. Jason's Jason's probably in a meeting with shout zombies. Out yeah. Shout out Jason. J Dog. Shout out uh, my parents when they listen to the recording. Because they can't yes. listen live anymore. Sup, Keith? Miss you. I think shout out to my mom. Is she listening? We love you, Valerie. I don't know, but she... No, shout out to my mom, Ernestine. <laughs> okay, yeah. So those are the shout outs. <laughs> uh, and, and that gets us into the 1940s. Um, into World War II. And so, um, basically, starting in the... Um, you know, when the Second World War was um, declared, you know, a lot of African-American jazz musicians kind of left France uh, in fear of um, the kind of Nazi occupation, moved back to, um, you know, either some people moved to England, but, you know, you know how much safer? Uh, a lot of people moved uh, back to America uh, and a lot of the French bands were worried. However, the, the hot club, um, Django Reinhardt's quartet and the hot club itself actually were able to survive, which I was super surprised about reading this, but they pretty much snuck jazz and they turned it into like this French thing and said it was not American and they just kept playing it. They completely, you know, fooled the, the Nazi occupiers into thinking that, um, you know, that their sound was traditionally French music, uh, and it was directly inspired by Debussy. Debussy. Debussy, uh, who's <laughs> you know, uh, who's an influential French composer, you know, throughout the you know late nineteenth and twentieth, early twentieth centuries, um, and they kind of you know rewrote this whole narrative about French jazz. Um, they you know published a bunch of like articles about you know explaining how jazz was intrinsically French and you know how it, it would become the kind of new face of European music as a whole under the Nazi regime. Um, which is really, I mean, it was super surprising because, you know, pretty much everywhere else we talked, you know, a bit about it in uh, the Danish jazz episode yesterday, um, last week, where, you know, they did not allow uh, jazz to flourish because, and you know, especially in the German episode from a couple weeks ago, you know, jazz was kind of a tool by the American government, a, a tool of propaganda. And so the Nazis, you know, were not okay with it being played, but they completely fooled. And so they, they turned, you know, titles of these song names in, you know, turned them French. And so like St. Louis Blues became... Tristesse de Saint-Louis. I Got Rhythm became... 
I got redeemed. <laughs> and and it's interesting they translate it phonetically, I guess. Yeah, they really did that. Wait, tell, tell us more. Well, it's like if you say I got rhythm, you translate it to like rhythm, but mm. but I got it's like the same thing phonetically. But um, when you're talking about like St. Louis blues, you know, we th often like I think we associate here in America blues with being like sadness but we don't really we, we call sadness sometimes the blues but in french tristesse de saint louis literally means sadness of saint louis mm, interesting yeah thank you yeah. and we would not have known that if fellow was not on the show um so thank you so you're welcome <laughs> literally first you curse and then you bless us with your knowledge. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they, you know, they, um, you know, Louis Armstrong songs became credited towards like French composers. Uh, and I really like this line from this article that I, that I was reading called, uh, when they finished with the uh, translation, jazz looked as French as baguettes and brie. Uh, and so basically, um, the Nazis banned, uh, quote unquote, American swing music, but permitted, um, traditional, quote, French jazz. And that's because, you know, it was swing in France that was associated with what we call, you know, jazz music. But jazz was, as a whole, kind of a foreign concept to the French people because um, they didn't call it jazz. They called it swing. And so by keeping it jazz, they almost kind of turned it like weirdly almost, you know, more European. Uh, so I thought that was super interesting. Um, and they kept playing, you know, a bunch of music throughout the uh, 1940s. Um, of this and so we're gonna we're gonna listen to a a tune now one more tune from django reinhardt um called nuages nuages clouds clouds and so this is kind of the um you know one of the calling cards of the 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 um kind of french resistance to the nazi occupation um this you know this was pretty much it and so um as a whole you know they kind of through this process, this is where French music, um, French jazz music became woven with French culture because they transitioned it from being like this American art form that they are doing into this is our traditional French music. This is how it's going to survive throughout the occupation. This is how we're going to keep playing it. And then it just stuck. So, yeah. Did you have something you want to say before I play this tune? Or? Oh, I was just going to talk about jazz um, being used in resistance. Um there's a pretty famous jazz singer named Josephine Baker, mm -hmm. um, who was an African American woman from America who later become an, became an expat and moved to France. Um, and she was touring France and Europe in kind of the heat of Nazi occupation. Um, and U.S. intelligence recruited her actually to basically be a mule for for uh, information. Um, and she because they kind of decided to use her disguise of a big tour to to move information from Europe to South America, um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and as a whole, jazz musicians, you know, um, the the hot club, the hot club that they were performing in, Django Reinhardt and his quartet mm -hmm. were performing in, uh, was kind of a meeting point for European yeah. informants uh, throughout all of World War II, which is also really interesting in how they kind of manipulated the, uh, like, traditional French jazz and were American tours into... Um, yeah, super cool stuff. Super cool stuff. So what we're gonna listen to now is Nuage. How do I oh, say nuage, it? Nuage. Nuage. Clouds. Django Reinhardt. Here is the tune. Enjoy.
So there's the tune. And that 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 was, um, from the best of my knowledge, kind of like the one of the one songs that oh man, I just pressed buttons on this computer. Um, <laughs> that um, kind of characterized the French um, resistance music, um, the French resistance through music. Uh, and so, um, you know, I think it's really interesting because after, you know, throughout World War II, pretty much all American musicians are cut off from France. And, and these, these musicians are kind of pretty much playing, developing, listening to, you know, just other French, French musicians. Uh, and so, you know, all this really kind of interesting stuff come, comes out of this. Um, and so, uh, one of the, um, figures that I felt like I, I had to play because, uh, I'm currently taking a class this semester called the, uh, French Detective Novel with, um, a, a professor of French called, um, Professor Ian Curtis, which is, it's a Shout fantastic out class. Ian Curtis. Ella also has him, um, him. on, on, for French, yeah. intermediate French. Uh, and it's a great class. It's a great class. And so I was talking to him at one point, um, you know, about some French, um, artists. And so he, he gave me the, one of this, um, he gave me the recommendation of, uh, on n'est pas là pour se faire engueiller. Bye. Boris Vian. Uh, and so, <laughs> Boris Vian. Vian. Uh, you know, you might know him as a literary figure, actually, because he's an incredibly, um, you know, incredibly kind of famous, you know, literary figure. But in addition to that, he was uh, a jazz singer and jazz trumpeter. Um, and he's super hugely influential post World War II in kind of organizing concerts, even throughout World War II, organizing concerts. You know, he was uh, part of the the movement that helped like write about um, kind of transition jazz into like a, a uniquely French thing. Uh, and he wrote all this fun stuff. Um, and so I want to play uh, you know this tune of his, which I think was is first of all, really pretty, but it also kind of leads really well into, you know, what happens all throughout the, you know, the 1950s, which is that, you know, cool jazz really takes over France. It's also interesting that the name of the song translates to We Are Not Here to Be Yelled At. Ooh. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, here is Boris. You want to introduce it? This is uh, Boris Dion's On n'est pas là pour se faire engoler. Oui. Oui, bien sûr. Bien sûr. Merci. Oui, bien. De rien. Oui, oui. Un beau matin de juillet, le réveil a sonné dès le lever du soleil. Et j'ai dit à ma poupée faute squeer, c'est aujourd'hui qui passe. Sur le boulevard sans retard Pour voir défiler le roi de Zanzibar Mais sur le champ On est refoulé par les agents Alors j'ai dit On n'est pas là pour se faire engueuler On est là pour voir le défilé On n'est pas là pour se faire assommer On est venu pour voir le défilé Si tout le monde était resté chez soi Ça ferait du temps à la république Laissez-nous donc qu'on le regarde Sinon plus tard quand la reine reviendra Ma parole nous on reviendra pas Jour de la fête à Julot mon poteau Je l'ai invité dans un petit bistrot Où l'on trouve à vos gelées près de vrai Un nectar de première On est sorti très à l'aise et voilà Que j'ai eu l'idée de le ramener chez moi Mais j'ai compris Devant le rouleau à pâtisserie Alors j'ai dit On n'est pas là pour se faire engueuler On est là pour la fête à mon pote On n'est pas là pour se faire assommer On est venu faire une petite belote Si tout le monde restait toujours tout seul Ça serait d'une tristesse incroyable Ouvre cette porte et sors des bêtes ou sans ça le prochain coup Ma parole je rentre plus du tout Ma femme a cogné si fort cette fois-là On a fait passer le soir Mais mais voilà On se retrouve au paradis vers minuit Devant monsieur Saint-Pierre Il y avait quelques élus qui rentraient Mais c'est donc que l'on s'approche du guichet On est refoulé Et Saint-Pierre se met Parler Alors j'ai dit pas là pour se faire engueuler On est venu essayer l'auréole 
On n'est pas là pour se faire assommer, on est mort, il est temps qu'on rigole. Si vous flanquez les ivrognes à la porte, il doit pas vous rester beaucoup de monde. Portez-vous bien, mais nous on se bat. Et puis on est descendu chez Satan, et en bas c'était épatant. Ce qui prouve qu'en protestant, quand il est temps, qu'autant finir par obtenir déménagement All right, so there it is, Boris Vian's uh oh, okay, let's Oh Nest Pass La Por Sefer and Gulil. Yeah, nailed it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god, wait, really? Thanks. Uh, you missed, uh, during that show, I actually got locked out of the booth, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which was great. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, I have one more tune for you guys. I actually know I have two more. And then Ella got a little crazy and we, we, we found some funky little French stuff. But, you know, I, for me at least, I, I just, I, I don't know. The fun stuff is so much more fun, but for some reason, I, I can't, I, I feel like there's a need to kind of. I don't know. We talked about this actually a bit recently in uh, my Jazz Age of Japan class in, in that there are kind of, you know, two ways to kind of um, look at, at jazz. And so you have the view from like the Marsalises um, where jazz is a history. And that's kind of where, where I feel like I stand right now. And that, you know, in order to understand jazz, it is kind of the, the sum of all of its parts. You need to you need to understand where it came from and how it developed. Um, and then there's also kind of a, a newer approach in which, you know, jazz is new. Jazz is free. Jazz is always going to be different. And just it is experimental. And that's always what it will be. Uh, and so, you know, whatever, however you take it, I think it's, you know, really cool. But for, you know, I feel like in, in order to get to the fun, really fun, funky stuff, we have to we have to take a look at, at how we got there. And so that's what I do. And oh, wow, I'm just, you know, sorry. Wreaking havoc. I am re- I'm just moving around. All right. I'm and also so, giving Ellen Nelson a shout out because I love her and miss her. Is, El- is Ellen Nelson listening? listening? Yeah, listening. Ellen Nelson, shout yeah. out for listening. Yeah. Is Where is she right now? She's in LA. Ella from LA. Ella and Ella are both, both best friends LA. from LA. Yeah. We like to keep you on your toes. Yes. And we have one more Ella. Again, always in this booth with something to say. Yeah, and my best friend Ella is from New York and I'm from New York. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Everywhere. Yeah, it doesn't work. There's too many Ellas on this campus. So don't you have one more thing to say? And shout out to my mom. <laughs> yeah. And shout out to Valerie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, mom, for listening. I saw, uh, thank you for sending me the picture. That was super fun. And the little, I remember those little guys that I would get from the, uh, um, outside of where, where, was it like the, like on Sackett Street where we would get them? Like, was it like outside the weird smoke shop? Yeah. Like the opto, like really close to the Brooklyn Strategy. Cause I, Optimos, yeah, Optimos. Optimo is um like in the tenth, ninth, ninth street, seventh. No, no, there's there's multiple of those. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so uh, I got one more tune, Michael, um, Michael Sardaby's um, "Welcome New Warmth." Um, and so he moved to Paris in 1967. He was um kind of um under one of the um you know French colonies. Um, and he you know was super kind of um you know almost close to duke ellington and billy strayhorn um he you know recorded an album in 1967 in paris uh led a trio and kind of um was kind of one of the most prolific pianists throughout the 60s and the 70s uh and so this is going to be the last tune that i i have prepared for you guys and we're gonna and then i have this weird record that i just bought at the bookstore like five minutes before uh yeah 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 uh, and so this is Welcome New Warmth by Michael Sardaby. Um, and it's a really fun tune. It's from um, his album, kind of um, warping and meshing um, kind of African rhythms. I think the album itself is called... Um, give me a second, guys. The album is from a third collection of modern Afro rim, uh, modern Afro rhythms, Belongo, uh, which was cool. And this is um, one of his tunes. So here it is. Um, Welcome to New Warmth.
So there's the tune. Super fun, super funky, super fresh. You know, I, I just like the style. I, I like the, the bass part at the beginning. It's, it's super driving. Uh, and it's just a, it's just a fun song. And as a, as a resident bassist, Ella, here, what do you, what do you say to that? Pretty funky. Pretty funky. Yeah. Yeah. Objectively a good song. Objectively pretty funky. And we're going to go from an objectively fun song to a song, uh, I don't even know. So, uh, they just started selling records here at the, um, Gambier bookstore, the Kenyan College bookstore. They started selling, uh, used records. And every, every now and then again, uh, I try and, uh, you know, stop by and see what I can pick up. And, uh, Ellen and I were getting snacks before the show. She was getting, uh, M&M's. Shout out M&M's. Shout out M&M's. Um, Not sponsored by M&M's. Well, actually, we could be. M and M's. If you want to, if you want to sponsor us, M and M's. Thank you. Uh, you know, actually, do you think I could get any sponsors for this show? The game you yeah, market. You have one. It's M and M's. Oh yeah. Other than M and M's, yeah. And so I saw this record um, peeking out. It's actually at literally the front, um, and it says, "In his first jazz recording, Jean Pierre Rampal, flutist, sweet for flute and jazz piano, with Claude Bowling, pianist and composer." And I'm going to be honest, it's just this record. It was five bucks. I have no idea what it's going to be. But Claude Bowling um, was the six times winner of the Grand Prix du, du Disque. Du Disque. Grand Prix du Disque. And he was, he was born, um, the pianist, he was born in um, Cannes. Cannes. Cannes, France. Uh, he was a jazz piano prodigy at the age of 14, had formal training in harmony um, and counterpoint. Um, but acquired most of his musical education by listening to records. Parentheses, his model was Duke Ellington. The two, man became, the two men became friends, and Ellington greatly admired and praised Bowling's interpretations of his compositions. Um, and so he's the pianist, but it seems like there's this incredibly popular flutist who decided he wanted to do jazz in the 1970s after kind of only doing Baroque music for a, a long time. Um, and... I saw this record and I was like, okay, well, we're doing an episode on French jazz today. Let's uh, listen to it. Um, and I'm reading some of the stuff on uh, on the back of the record. Uh, when he performs, um, one has the feeling that the music comes from somewhere inside him, un unencumbered by his gold flute that seems more nat like a natural appendage. I perform best when I forget my flute is there. You, you must never play the flute as though it were only a flute. He imitates the sound of other instruments and particularly... Okay, what's happening? What? Why? What are these? They're whispering behind me now. My mom, who is fluent in French, said that Ella's accent is magnificent. Aww. Merci, Ernestine. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, last quote: uh, Rampal, uh, Jean Pierre Rampal says, uh, "The flute quote has the sound of humanity itself." And that when he does, it does. That's a big deal. Um, oh, and my mom texted me that her dad took her to see this flutist at Lincoln Center. <laughs> no way. And that her parents might have that album. Wow. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Flautist. Flautist. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yikes. Ready? And my, my mom, you played the flute too, right? My mom played the flute. I'm pretty sure my mom played the flute. Okay. Uh, all right. We're going to play this record. <laughs> yeah. Here's the tune. Thank you. 
That was actually kind of hype. Uh, so that that, that yeah. song was called Broken Blue, and that was actually way cooler than yeah. I thought it was going to be. Was, I was, we thought it was going to be kind of bad. <laughs> on, on the on the front it says, "In his first jazz recording," which is not. I feel That's like not a good sign. Like yeah, and the record cover is like super weird, and then it says like. Also on it says, warning, the Surgeon General has determined that cigarette smoking is dangerous to your health. It's like, why are you telling me that? And the suite for flute and jazz piano. Like, I, it was just, it was a bizarre looking. It was so smoking hot. It was so hot. smoking hot. It was so smoking hot. Um, shout out to Ellen Nelson again. <laughs> um, she was actually ordering food, probably from either Din Tai Fung or um, Summer Fish and Rice or Baja Buds. That's my guess. Um, please text me to tell me if I was right. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out, uh, how do you say it? Ernestine for um, complimenting Ella's Mon français. Your, yeah. Uh, okay. So Ella then prepared a bunch of songs. I'm gonna, uh, you know, honestly, I'm just gonna pass the show. Okay. Video, all right? I'm just gonna um, hit play. So Nick tasked me with uh, finding some some modern jazz tunes. Um, so I have a couple. I have three. Uh, the first one is probably the 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 most uh, the most of a reach. Um, if you're familiar what with the, <laughs> it's um, if, if you're familiar with the film Drive, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, there's a song in it called Night Call by the artist Kavinsky, um, and it's a, it's a basically a techno song. Um, that's that's really really cool. Um, you should definitely listen to the original version. But I found a cover of it by this guy called named Thibaut Cavon who is a classical guitarist and is described as being one of the best classical guitarists of all time and definitely in our modern era. Um, and he d plays with all these massive orchestras. Um, but a cool thing about him is that he, this is directly from his website, is that he connects his classical guitar to various effects and sound pedals inspired by electric guitars, um, which is just so cool. <laughs> it's just so crazy. cool. So um, the track we have is him playing Night Call which is like a multi-track song, but he plays every single part of it on an acoustic guitar. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Here's the tune. Person playing one guitar. He has like eight pedals. That's crazy. It's really cool. Yeah, I saw like two seconds of the video and his setup is crazy. Just watch the video. You know, as I always do, little segue in the bio of every recorded episode, because I record all these episodes. You probably know that if you're listening at this I make a podcast playlist, a YouTube playlist of all the stuff that I played. So you can listen to it there. Yeah. 
Um, also listen to the original. It's really good. Yeah. And watch Drive. And so what, what song do we have next, Ella? Okay, so next we have Le Boucher, which translates to the steak, like the steak, uh, like, like the steak that, um, would kill a vampire, I guess is mm. a good way of putting it. Mm, um, yummy. by Valentin Clastrier, who is a player and expert in the hurdy gurdy, <laughs> which is an instrument that, uh, was most popular in medieval Europe. Um, it's kind of, it's mostly a violin, <laughs> um, but it also uh, has a keyboard on it, basically. It, it has uh, some strings on it that mimic a keyboard, a piano, and it produces a sound like, that sounds like a bagpipe. So you tell me how that works, because I would love to know. Um, and this guy, that Valentin Castrier, is basically the only living person that is, is as good at it as, uh, you know, he's an expert. Um, and I just wanted to share this song because it just shows you how whack <laughs> this, the sound of this instrument is. Um, yeah, take it away. The hurdy gurdy. The hurdy gurdy. And look up an image look, of look it. Up, look up an image of it right now as we're playing. Um, it is a wild dot. And, and how many strings does his have? So I think it said his is like 26, yes. which is really not normal. Um, he also builds his own. <laughs> So I'm looking at pictures and I see one, two, three, four, five. There's also a hand crank on it for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so this is the uh, the hurdy gurdy, which this is actually going to be my first time listening to it too. So <laughs> and your last. <laughs> Does it not sound good? Um, let's see. Okay, here's the tune. So yeah, that there it is. That was that. Uh, that is that is a crazy crazy sound. My mom it's 12, just texted 12 me an Amazon link to a hurdy gurdy. I think we should um, invest. Yeah, so as a school. it's only fifty bucks. Uh, my birthday's coming up in a couple months. I don't know. <laughs> it's actually not coming up <laughs> not in a couple months. Um, but that's the hurdy gurdy. Uh, wow, that yeah, that's an interesting sound. Yeah, yeah. That, that does remind me. Um, there is an episode coming soon on Scottish jazz, and yeah. it is going to be bagpipe jazz, and yeah, it's going to that's, be crazy. That's, that's where it came from, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. We have I, one more song. I have to go really soon. Ella has, Ella has French I TA. Have French TA. Um, but you're going to play one more song I'm for play us. One more song. This is probably my favorite one um, that I found. Um, it's called Gilson et Malégasi um, by Jeff Gilson, who was a... Uh, French clarinetist and in the 60s he had a su successful big band with members like Bill Coleman and Woody Shaw who were two extremely renowned American trumpeters um, as well as uh, several French jazz musicians such as Henri Texier and Jean-Luc Ponty um, who were a bassist and jazz violinist respectively um, and after s producing several unsuccessful albums Jusson traveled to Madagascar with the intention of discovering young Malagasy musicians um, and he found some musicians and recorded this album which is his first ethno jazz record um, it's it's called it's from the Atana Jazzman album um, and it's super cool it's just really kind of funky and some some Afrobeats in there and yeah Nope. Um, yeah, also going to be my first time listening <laughs> yeah. to it. So 
Uh, I'm really excited about this one, though, because, um, you know, I think the idea, you know, that it's, um, you know, kind of once you're, I think it, it breaks that kind of idea is like, oh, I'm a French jazz musician. But no, he goes to Madagascar. Madagascar, yeah. I mean, it's just wild. It's super cool. Which was colonized by France. Yeah. But um, still has a lot of unique um, sounds to it, which is cool. Yeah. Also, I have to go. Yeah. Thank well, you thank so you, much. Ella, <laughs> thank for you for having me. And we still have Ella. Yeah, you, you lose you, you lose an Ella, but, you save one. but we save one. And hello. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Ella. Um, and here, um, once again, uh, it is four or three. I have two more. I have one more song after this one. Uh, here's the tune. So there it is, um, and uh, that was um, Jeff Gilson um, and Malaxi's Atana. 
um, the you know Fusion Madagascar Fusion album, which is really cool. And I had one more song that I wanted to play for you guys, but sadly, uh, I must abandon my post in this booth. Um, so because um, you know they're uh, office hours after this, so I'm uh, I'm being kicked out. Um, and so you know, um, but I'm gonna link the song the uh, that I wanted to play in the um, kind of you know thing um it's super cool it's called show it's uh this instrumental heavy jazz fusion album from um france and their their sound is super awesome you know it's really crazy stuff it just came out in 2018 you know it fades to the background and then it comes back in and it's it's a crazy album it's super super cool um they're the main song show and it's very much inspired by like japanese city pop which i also thought was super cool um so yeah uh, I'll link that, listen to it. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, my name is Nicholas Glore. This is WKCU 91.9, um, broadcasting live from Gambier, Ohio, and I am signing off. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.